What up, Rinku Army, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Square Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Marie Shadows, and let's be honest about one thing that the wrestling community keeps buzzing. And this might be some truth that you may not want to agree with, that you may not want to see my side of it, but I'm going to say it anyway. The wrestling industry has moved on from a CM Punk and a Daniel Bryan. We have a lot more hungrier and homegrown talent across the United States, overseas, like in Japan, New Zealand, Australia, India, everywhere around the world. There are people that want to become professional wrestlers. There are people who want to make that their dream. I know that in the Fale Dojo, they're training the next wave of professional wrestlers. So, yeah, I think that the industry has eventually passed over CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. But the internet wrestling community still wants them, still wants to relive the good old days, and still wants this nostalgia. But yet then when they get nostalgia, and it's not what they hope for because they can't time travel back, they don't like it. And, you know, it might be hypocritical of me to say this stuff about CM Punk and Daniel Bryan because there are probably some nostalgia acts that I might want to come back into professional wrestling. But I understand when people are done and they're burnt out and they decided to make whatever decision they want for their wrestling career, I'm not going to force them to come back. I'm not going to plead for them to come back. They want to come back on their own time. They can. Just make sure you're not overshadowing the hero of today's episode, Hangman Adam Page. Let me put out a couple more disclaimers before we jump into the episode itself. So back in the day, I was a huge huge CM Punk fan, almost a blind fan. CM Punk could do no wrong in my eyes back in the day. And I became a fan of CM Punk because of his message, because he had that no bullshit attitude. And he said whatever he wanted. He stood up for himself. He had no filter between his brain and his mouth. And when I was younger, same thing. If I needed to defend myself, I would definitely speak up for myself and for my peers. If someone pissed me off, you damn believe that you're going to get cursed out. And so CM Punk was doing things that resonated with me. And he was a really great competitor in the ring, really told great stories, fighting Samoa Joe, fighting Homicide, fighting Brian Danielson, fighting Christopher Daniels, making a name in Ring of Honor. So yeah, I know all of CM Punk's history. My problem with CM Punk was that when he went on Coco Cabana's podcast to completely destroy everything he ever made, almost tanked his best friend's podcast, slandered WWE, whether they deserved it or not, and threw people under the bus. If you are easily comfortable with throwing people under the bus without talking with the person first or at least try to understand it from their point of view before you make your judgment and your assessment then you're a straight up dick if you do not want to communicate with your co-worker because in professional wrestling there needs to be communication there needs to be criticisms and critiques to be like hey 
pull back your power whenever you kick me, you almost hurt me. Or if there's a bruise and be like, hey, you know, slow down on your power, then open up that line of communication. If there is no line of communication and you're not talking to anybody and you keep it all bottled up inside only to come on your supposed best friend's podcast to whine and complain while you're not doing the other half of the work to make sure that the opponent that you had knows what's wrong, knows how to fix it, and then to really tell Vince that you need the time off because you have a staph infection, and when you get a second opinion, you know it's that serious. Or you should have got a second opinion. I forgot how the story goes. It's been so long. Either way, I didn't like that. And then WWE taking him to court for the slander, he couldn't keep up with the bills and then also put a bill on Cabana. What kind of best friend is that? All that is just being a dick, and he was a dick from the very beginning. And because of all that, that is why AJ Lee retired from in-ring competition. Great way of destroying your wife's career. He also took Kenta's moveset move for move while he was in WWE. That should have never been allowed. That should have never happened. And the last thing, I am blocked by CM Punk and I blocked them right back. That is the only block that I will celebrate from a wrestler after I tagged them in an article I wrote about his situation. I always believe that there should be a level of respect between your peers when you're in a company or you're on the indies because your life is in their hands and their life is in your hands and so if there's not that respect there someone is going to get hurt and if there's no communication how are they going to know to fix the problem if they're going to keep doing it to the same person right after you like there has to be a level of communication and respect that goes both ways when it comes to the wrestling industry. Now on to Daniel Bryan. I have nothing against him. The only thing is that the first time around when he was teasing to leave, he should have left and did all the dream matches that he wanted to do rather than continuing to do headbutt after headbutt after headbutt getting concussions here and there and the doctor having to tell him, yo, I think it's time for you to retire or at least slow down. And he had to give the retirement speech, stayed home, became a dad, rested up and then came back and has this newfound energy. I just don't like the teasing. If you want to do something, go out and do it. You can still tease people, but seriously, go out and do it if that's your passion, if you feel that WWE was holding you back. But no, you had to resign, take all that shit, retire, come back, still take some more shit. And now that you're not in talks with WWE anymore, the rumor going around is that you may or may not have signed with WWE. But, of course, the internet wrestling community and the quote-unquote journalists of the wrestling media always want to make things bigger than what it is. And the talk on the grapevine is that Hangman Adam Page versus Kenny Omega at All Out is not happening as planned. Now, the one journalist that reported this and then all the rest of the journalists copying and pasting it everywhere on their websites. I'm not going to believe anything of it until it happens, until we get to September 5th for All Out in Chicago. 
Every single rumor that has been put on Twitter, on the internet, on Reddit, everywhere that wrestling news is accessible, I'm just going to wait until the day of to see what happens, to see the surprises, because nine times out of ten, when a journalist reports something in wrestling, plans always change and nothing gets held accountable for it. There's no credible journalism in the wrestling community, in media, and this might get me some heat, but it's totally okay. It's totally fine. It's my opinion. You don't have to agree with it, especially when I dive into how to keep Hangman versus Kenny fresh and stuff I don't like, stuff that could have been done better, and that the fact that we have Daniel Bryan and CM Punk being talked about more than the two juggernauts that make AEW is kind of sad. While yes, AEW is building up Hangman Adam Page to be the ultimate babyface to eventually dethrone Kenny Omega. But when rumors like that start happening and there's no official word and there's a lot of trolling and fans are more concerned about the trolling rather than their own hero in this important friendship story that goes against his supposed friends makes me question a couple of things between this storyline. It does not matter if you are a diehard AEW fan or a casual AEW fan or you're just coming into the AEW world and you don't know all the meta behind Hangman Adam Page versus Kenny Omega and also versus the Young Bucks. I need to ask, because of the recent rumors, are you guys just tired of this long-term storytelling? Is it too much to try and focus on it and try to get a lot of hype behind it and make sure that it becomes one of the best stories in professional wrestling, in modern wrestling? Why do we need to want to know what Punk and Daniel Bryan are doing? What value are they going to add to AEW? What value are they going to add to Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega when that's not their story? They're just going to overshadow everything. All the hard work of years to bring us to this point with these two and they get celebrated. And I get it. They put on phenomenal matches. They get to be in the debates of whatever topic we choose in professional wrestling. But we have been so focused on Hangman Adam Page, the elite, Kenny Omega, all of their backstory. And then all of a sudden some new shiny toys that got a new brush of gold on them gets talked about more. It may sound that I am bitter at what is happening currently, but I really think that it does a huge disservice to this wonderful story of a complex friendship. Because the world is not always perfect. The world will never be perfect. And this huge long-term storytelling between the elite and Hangman Adam Page is just that. It's complication and beauty. And I think that because they had hangman wait so long and then all of a sudden when they were allowed to have fans back in that's when they decided to jump start the story again and i think it lost momentum and now that we're here don't you think it's all a coincidence 
that instead of talking about what was once the hottest storyline a couple months ago when there were no fans, then all of a sudden it's like, all right, cool. Let's go on and talk about the next thing. That's what this feels, especially with all the news on the grapevine. It feels like let's talk about the next hot thing and let's forget about the current amazing story that's unfolding right in front of us. This podcast episode is not to persuade you or control how you think, how you absorb wrestling, how you absorb your wrestling news, but to show you the beauty in their amazing storytelling abilities that have been going on for years with a breakdown analysis of the four main types of conflicts and why they're needed in professional wrestling. Hangman and Kenny didn't decide to call it quits on professional wrestling. Hangman and Kenny stuck with it and gave us an amazing product and helped build other wrestlers, including themselves, and helped build stories. And then, bam, we have AEW. And nothing grand really happened with CM Punk and Daniel Bryan other than their respective one-hit wonders. So let's jump right into it. Just so you are reminded, I do have a writing degree and a publishing degree. So this is my craft. This is my bread and butter. Other than knowing professional wrestling like no one else. I am a writer other than doing a podcast about wrestling, vlogging about wrestling, being around the wrestling scene, and even that one time working for WWE. I think like a writer 24-7, and I realized that while I was having a wonderful chat on Twitter. If you guys are not following Stefan, who goes by the username of at view underscore raw, you guys are missing out on wonderful debates with this guy. I have amazing debates with him about professional wrestling from AEW takes, WWE takes, And that's about it. I'm trying to get him into New Japan Pro Wrestling. Not sure when that will happen. But me and him have amazing chats without it getting hostile. Because most of the time I understand where he's coming from and the ideas that he has. So it makes it that much easier. I'm not kissing his ass. But then again, you know, you could always agree with someone that has almost the same opinion as you do. But again, go follow at view underscore raw. So in that thread, he poses the question... AEW has a white hot baby face in Paige right now. Why cool him off? The simple answer is that because whoever debuts at All Out September 5th in Chicago will overshadow this storyline. That should not happen. So how do we keep Heyman Adam Page the supreme baby face of this story? Well, we have to look at the four types of conflicts, which is number one, man versus man. Number two, man versus self. Number three, man versus nature. And number four, man versus society. Hangman Adam Page has either done all four of these or maybe three out of four. Maybe all four of them. Usually the easiest way to start a story is by doing man versus man, which is basically 
a person versus another person. Professional wrestling already has that. We see it all the time, especially with two guys going for a championship title, two guys wanting to find out who's the best in the world, two guys having some type of conflict against each other one-on-one. In this scenario, Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega fit that simple role, man versus man. But it's a little bit more complicated into that because we also have to throw in the Yum Bucks, which makes sense for the first point of being man versus man. It's the Yum Bucks and Kenny versus Hangman Adam Page. And then it got turned to Hangman versus Kenny because Kenny let him fall at the end of All Out in 2020 when he couldn't take their tag team anymore and he just let him fall flat on his face. Which, by the way, I did do a deep character analysis of that match and those two wrestlers if you want to go into the backlog of the Square Circle podcast. And then we have Hangman and the Yum Bucks, which is one against two and their underlining conflict has always been were they really truly best friends to hangman adam page ever since the ring of honor days when they brought him along into the united states era of bullet club because remember hangman adam page was a member of bullet club underneath the horrible cody rhodes slash kenny omega bullet club reign Turns out that all this long-term storytelling led to the Bucks not being happy with Hangman Page, having a communication problem rather than talking it out like adults to only feel the fact that if you're not behind the Young Bucks 100%, if you are not kissing their ass in kayfabe 100%, if you're not doing or worshiping the Young Bucks in kayfabe, they have no need for you. They have no place for you, especially when you start questioning, are you guys really my friend? Because that is what happened between the relationship of the Young Bucks and Hangman Adam Page. And I might be getting ahead of myself by not going through the points thoroughly in order. But let's quickly jump to when Hangman Adam Page was taken advantage of and was manipulated by FTR in order to not have the Young Bucks advance. So that way, Hangman Adam Page and Kenny do not challenge the Young Bucks at All Out in 2020. That was Hangman Adam Page struggling with himself, his inner conflict. This is where we get to point number two of man versus self and also man versus society because he gave in to that peer pressure. And that is what made him interesting. That is what kept the fans motivated to be like, Hangman, it's okay. That one mistake that you did to not have the Young Bucks face you at All Out was totally okay. He was acting... For himself, he was acting for his team, and he thought that was the right thing to do because he had confided in FTR and he thought FTR were automatically his friends because they have the same background growing up. They both come from the same cloth in professional wrestling, unlike Hangman hanging out with the Young Bucks and hanging out with Kenny. All four of those guys are cut from different cloths in professional wrestling. And so Hangman Adam Page had to make a tough decision. It was not a very likable decision. And this is where you can definitely see that if you are not behind the elite, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, 100%, they will resent any decisions that you make against them. If the decision doesn't benefit the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, but benefits the person that believes they are doing the right thing, then... 
their public enemy number one. You know, honestly, that's probably the first time that Hangman Adam Page tried to do something on his own, tried to get out of the shadow of the Young Bucks. And Kenny didn't want to hear it. Kenny did not want to understand it because Kenny is a very special wrestler. He's a very special character. And he doesn't get enough credit for the psychology that he plays. So because Kenny Omega will be upset that he didn't get to challenge his friends. You guys got to think about it. Challenging your friends is the most easiest thing you could do in professional wrestling. You guys have fought each other a million times. You guys know each other's moves. You guys can predict when someone's going to do this or that. It's going to be a complete spot fest and it's going to be an easy day for Kenny Omega at the office. It's not like he has to prepare to face the Young Bucks as he did have to prepare for facing FTR. While he is the best bout machine in professional wrestling, there is no doubt about that. But if Kenny Omega cannot control the situation, that is where he cracks. If he cannot control a situation, you know he's backing off. But because he's a fighting champion and was a tag champion with Hangman Page, you know he was defending the boats no matter what. This is why Kenny Omega is playing the coward heel that we've been seeing ever since December of 2020. Much like Hangman Adam Page, Kenny Omega also has his insecurities as well. So both Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega are definitely... Man versus man, man versus self, and also man versus society. Both men want to be at the top of their game. Hangman Adam Page knows he could be at the top of his game, but all of his insecurities, those voices in his head, and the mental damage that the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and everyone else have done to him make him this way. That's why Hangman Adam Page deals with his sorrow and wallowing and everything that he goes through by drinking. But I'm going to say this now. Ever since that started, ever since he hit rock bottom, he has not grown as a character until this past AEW Dynamite. But I do not want to see another relapse with Hangman Adam Page because now is the time for him to pick up his damn ball and go and take what's his. Even though he may not have his championship title match at all out, that's totally fine. He could still do little tiny babyface stuff. And then maybe when we get to full gear, his special pay-per-view, he takes the belt off of Kenny or we keep doing this chase until something happens. I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but I really want this chase to happen if we're going to get some downtime. So here's some examples that I think will work for Hangman Adam Page's character. Number one, do not relapse. Do not go back to the bottom of the barrel because you lost against Kenny Omega. Yes, that's going to bother you in the back of your mind. But when is Hangman Adam Page going to rise up from the ashes and become the man that he is supposed to become? Sure, you're surrounded by great friends. The Dark Order is going to pick you up no matter what. But all that 100% babying is not going to turn Hangman Page into the aggressive cowboy I'm possibly waiting for the aggressive cowboy that's going to say, fuck it. I'm going to get my revenge on everybody because it should be his revenge around now. Like we shouldn't be focusing on the CM Punk and Daniel Bryan that hasn't contributed to wrestling in a while. 
Hangman Adam Page has contributed to wrestling throughout all the years and has taken a lot of shit, but Twitter seems to be fascinated with Punk and Daniel Bryan. Number two, that ending to AEW Dynamite this past Wednesday on TNT was sort of a letdown for me. It felt flat and hear me out. The entrances were amazing. The Dark Order, along with Hangman Adam Page, had an amazing entrance video and stage presence to where I actually said, oh shit, Hangman grew up. Felt good. And then also with the Elite coming out as Super Elite, repping Space Jam and all that, it felt goofy, it felt silly, and again, felt right. And then we get to the match, we have our eliminations, we have our amazing spots, we have our amazing moments, and then Hangman Adam Page becomes the sole survivor of his team. However, he does not win. Kenny Omega hits him with the belt, and I believe at that point he may be kicked out and did the one-winged angel, and then bam, that's how he won the match. To me, I felt kind of deflated because... It was a great build from start to finish. And then all of a sudden, Kenny gets the pin and Hangman doesn't get his shoulder up or nothing. Like, it felt like that was the heelish message that Kenny Omega has always wanted to not only send Hangman Adam Page, but to us, the fans. And I think that was very misplaced. See, it would have worked if it was like at all out without the whole entire rumors swirling in the background. So that way it makes sense in story-wise like at all out 2020 hangman as a tag team partner with kenny omega could not get it done and they lost the match and they lost their championship titles and kenny omega does not know how to cope with losing championship titles when he's almost won it all across the board and delivered five to seven star matches in new japan pro wrestling and then to have this coming all out 2021, September 5th in Chicago, to pin Hangman Adam Page clean, that would have made more sense because now Kenny Omega has enough ammunition to be like, you couldn't get the job done with me as a tag partner last year. And you certainly can't carry this company this year because I pinned you and you'll never be as good as you think you are. So I believe that at AW Dynamite this past Wednesday with the 10-man elimination match, it should have ended in a DQ. This is where Tony Khan should have utilized a DQ call rather than a straight-up 1-2-3 pin and then leaving me deflated because I'm like, where is this going? Where does the story go from here? If Heyman, Adam Page, and Kenny Omega are going to have a downtime with their story, this is the perfect time for Hangman Adam Page to do something of himself as an individual. Hangman Adam Page is still the anxious millennial cowboy that has all these thoughts. His brain doesn't stop moving. There's a lot of people that can relate to it because sometimes they can't turn off their thoughts. Hangman Adam Page should be doing mini vlogs logging his feelings his thoughts anything to answer the question of is he good enough why can't he be a good friend when did this all start who do i have to go after to redeem myself who are my true friends why does the dark order really want me into their group even though he accepted them and we're past that but sometimes when you talk about it out loud and have people listen and get feedback that could be your therapy 
Sometimes it could be good. Sometimes it could be bad. So remember the second point of man versus self. This is where Hangman Adam Page can show signs of direction of character growth to have the story progress if the rumors end up being true. So hear me out. Hangman Adam Page does this little mini vlog. It could have been done ahead of time and it's taped and then uploaded on Thursday on YouTube just so that we can watch. Think of when they did BTE and he had these little vignettes and segments where he was in the woods and just talking and saying things like that's the type of content I think we need now heading into this period of waiting again. So Adam Page would do these mini vlogs until he gets to the answer that he is looking for becomes the man and the wrestler he needs to be in order to take out Kenny Omega and in the process he could definitely draw from inspirations that have beaten Kenny Omega in the past whether for championship titles or not so that way Hangman Adam Page can rightfully get the AEW World Heavyweight Championship title off of Kenny Omega. Now, will AEW listen to me and do this? Probably not. They don't think that writers are important, but these are some of the examples that I could come up with to make this story interesting and to make sure that during this downtime that there's something going on. Because if you have silence, people are going to forget. People are not going to get interested in the momentum. And then you got to build it again and again and again. We all have short attention spans and we might as well take advantage of it because the longer you wait, because you want to play with shiny new toys, the harder it is to get fans reinvested in such a long progression of a storyline that they are not used to. Both Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega are amazing storytellers. And I really want to see more of this story unfold. And there's just a lot of missed opportunities that happen between all parties. Because yes, Kenny Omega has to fulfill his other duties in Impact Wrestling and AAA down in Mexico. And AEW and wherever else he decides to get a belt next in this huge partnership that we have. However, Hangman Adam Page shouldn't be far behind. Hangman Adam Page should be right behind Kenny Omega, maybe not always wrestling him in a match, but doing the small, subtle things that make this storytelling great. And why we've been following it for so long on BTE and then now here in AEW. They could definitely take advantage of using a writer to try and go as cliche as man versus man, man versus self, man versus nature, man versus society. And then the other variants would be man versus technology, man versus God, man versus fate, man versus supernatural. An example of man versus God would be Kenny Omega taking on Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom right before AEW got started. And look how that turned out. Ladies and gentlemen, I love professional wrestling a lot. And I really don't want a complex story like this to fall to the side because we want some nostalgia acts. 
this is something fresh and new and you can analyze it and add some inspiration into your life about how your friends treat you and the questions that you should be asking and maybe you should get new friends maybe you should start living life on your own terms that's what Heyman Adam Page is trying to do and he has a very well support system that is the dark order he's able to still live his life on his own terms while coming back into loving embraces by the dark order he didn't get that when he was with the elite you had to be elite in order for elite to accept you and hangman was never elite hangman's whole entire wrestling career was never elite he stayed with the elite along with cody rhodes back in ring of honor because he found people that were interested in him but not necessarily interested about him. It's like back in high school when you're trying to fit in and they have a lot of different groups and you go with the first one that's like, hey, yeah, man, you're interesting. Come join us. Come sit with us at the lunch table. That was basically the elite plus Kenny. Hangman Adam Page hung around them in their shadow because he was just accepted and he was interesting to them. And nothing more because we wouldn't be in this situation if all members and parties talked it out like adults and try to understand that Hangman Anna Page wanted to be his own person and Hangman Anna Page wasn't feeling what friendship is supposed to feel like, what support is supposed to feel like, because on many occasions... He asked the Young Bucks to go out with him for his big time matches and the Young Bucks basically said no. So just think about that. I know all of us here probably dealt with that in our lives at one point or another. So this is why the story of Hangman Adam Page along with the elite is so important to really care about and not care about the rumors. And that's the kind of compelling storytelling that I want on AEW Dynamite every single week. We should be talking about Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega a lot more than anything else. And this downtime period better be worth it at the end of everything. When you're trying to be the cool, awesome alternative that you mentioned back in 2019 when you started, but yet then having huge names overshadow your homegrown talent, yeah, there's something wrong. Priorities are getting mixed up and there are way too many wrestling philosophies that are being thrown around and you could definitely see it. It's starting to come to the forefront. We're getting in a lot more ex-WWE stars, even though they're being coaches or people on commentary. And I really think that those spots should be reserved for young and upcoming commentators in the business. I'm learning how to do commentary, and I really do think that it's a time to showcase new talent, new faces, and not always rely on veterans in a very heavy manner. And this isn't a knock to AEW. AEW treats veteran wrestlers with all the respect in the world, but sometimes if you're going to proclaim that you're going to be the alternative to everything else in the professional wrestling that you're going to change the world and you're going to change perception of what wrestling can be then you're going to need those fresh faces you're going to need those people with passionate hearts for the one sport that they love everyone is a fan i get that everyone loves this business sometimes people have an easier way out than most but half the time Make sure to grow homegrown talent and to search for new faces 
in territories that aren't local to both Florida and Georgia and have them get their opportunity, have them get a trial run. The sky's the limit with professional wrestling. So don't limit yourself to just getting the talk of the town, the shiny new toys, because at the end of the day, it's a business and people want to work. And if there's a spot open, that person will take it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is all for me. I hope that I covered the main four types of conflicts in this podcast episode that related to Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega. And it was definitely three out of the four man versus nature. I could have just threw in a little joke here when he did the BTE skits and he was in the forest. It was him versus nature in terms of him telling us his feelings, his thoughts about what was happening and then being surrounded by nature. Nature is the immovable force while Hangman is telling us his feelings on the unknown during those BTE skits. Those are my opinions and analysis and you guys really don't have to agree with them. You could disagree with them. That's totally fine. Just make sure that you are following me on Twitter at Marie underscore shadows. If you do happen to disagree with me in this episode, you could tag me on there and let me know your thoughts and we could talk about it. This podcast episode will be available on anchor.fm forward slash square circle podcast. You could also drop a tip for me via that website if you want to. If you listen to Spotify or Apple Podcasts, it will be on there too. Just search up square circle podcast. If you want to take it a step further and get to know the writer behind the Square Circle podcast, head over to ravagelands.com. That is R-A-V-A-G-E-L-A-N-D-S.com, where I have my blog called The Ring Crew. And you guys can see what kind of wrestling scripts I write and that I'm legit as a writer. While you're there at ravagelands.com, make sure to check out my wrestling vlogs called The Ring Crew Vlog, where I vlog about being on a wrestling journey, the wrestlers that I meet backstage, have them answer questions, have some footage on us going to the venue, going back home. There are only currently two videos up at the moment. I didn't get to go to any shows this month in July, but come next month, you guys are going to get a brand new Rain Crew vlog. So make sure to follow me on Twitter. Sign up for the newsletter over at RavageLands.com. You could also search for Square Circle Podcasts on YouTube as well. And also make sure to favor Square Circle Podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor.fm. I honestly hope that when you listen to this podcast episode, it gives you a different perspective from someone who's passionate about the business and who's passionate about growing homegrown talent rather than sometimes relying on nostalgia acts because no one really likes that when it happens with WWE. So think about that, too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to an episode of the Square Circle podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows, and I'll see you guys on the next one.